Sorry I'm late. Very late! Who gave you the morning off? You know what time it is? Yeah, sorry. A girl, right? Well, I... You can't say no, can you? Yeah, I knew it all along. Well, what do you know about that? A guy who hardly ever says a word and has a social life of a Tibetan monk got himself a date. Dating is fine, see, but if you get hitched before I do... I'll kill ya. Kill me? Why? No, oh, you just don't get it, do ya? Just get me a woman, any woman, just get me one, will ya? Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He's got the social life of a Tibetan monk. He's Bill. Eh, that sounds about right. <laughs> Tibetan monks play a lot of it's, D&D online, huh? Apparently. That, that that they do. It's really huge, isn't it? Oh, no, wait. It's Josh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's accurate, unless, of course, we're talking about my belly. And that's getting, that's getting bigger. It is wintertime. It is getting to the winter times. Yep. And I'm looking to climb the ladder. Not sure to where, but somewhere that's not where I currently am at. <laughs> My name is Andy. Chaos. Chaos is a ladder. You were climbing a ladder and you had nowhere to go with that. It's that that's so um, true. Yeah. Yep, it's the it's the ladder to nowhere. Uh <laughs> hi guys. Hi. I'm stuck up here. <laughs> hey, we're here. Back for another episode of Tuning Japanese, a podcast where we've been reviewing in season six. My God, we're so old. The anime gun grave. And Woo-hoo. we are here with a single episode review this week. We've been doing a couple of uh, doubled up episodes, uh, but now we're back with episode six, Big Daddy. <laughs> and if you have not been following the anime, that probably sounds a lot more sexual than it's going to be. Or it's an episode all about diesel. I was I was going to make some sort of comment about how Andy needs a big daddy, but I'm I'm not sure if that's legit at this point. I might need a big daddy though. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> I I I got I got to get that money somehow. That's you know that's true. Christmas is coming. Daddy. Christmas is coming, and, and we're and we're purchasing for less people. There you go. And I don't know how that correlates, but for me needing more money, but it, it, it is now. 20 bucks is 20 <laughs> there bucks. There you go. 20 <laughs> bucks is 20 bucks. That's true. Before we jump in to this episode, uh, let's talk about a little nerd news if we have any. Uh, I'll start. So I don't have a lot to talk about with this topic, but I thought it is worth mentioning at least. We had the launch since our last episode of the... Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, as well as the PlayStation 5 over the course of the last couple of weeks. And uh, I don't have a lot to say about these because as of right now, I do not own either of the brand's consoles, nor do I plan to get either of the brand's consoles for a little while. Um, But the Xbox has released the Xbox Series X, which is their follow-up to the Xbox One X which is uh, essentially a much more beefed-up machine that will play uh, 4K gaming at 60 frames per second on most of the games, well as being backwards compatible to most of their library. Uh, they have a discless version called the Xbox Series S, uh, which is about $100 cheaper and uh, does everything digitally. And so that, that has been released and has been uh, a bit of a struggle, as you might imagine, for anyone to find any of these consoles out in the wild to the point where most both companies Microsoft and Sony actually are not releasing many consoles in actual physical brick and mortar stores as of right now they're only doing things online huh well yeah. that's that's interesting Yep. Uh, Sony's PlayStation 5 released on Tuesday uh, as of recording this week. They, uh, again, once again, were not really releasing in stores all that much. Um, it's really hard to find one. You have the regular version with the disc. Basically, the biggest draw for them is the uh, new controller that they have. It's got like HD rumble, essentially, in it, similar to the Joy-Cons, um, and has oh, like, uh, adaptive like the high triggers. Def haptics or whatever. 
Yes, yes. Uh, and they have, they launched a free game with it. Dual Sense. Dual Sense. Dual Sense. Thank you. Dual Sense. And an Astro's Playroom, I do believe, is the name of the, uh, packed in game. Mm. And it's a short game using, uh, the character from Astrobot. And it uses all of the different, uh, Dual Sense haptic, um, and, and HD rumble sort of things. And it has these, what are called, like, adaptive triggers. Uh, so like the R2 and L2 actually has a motor in it that the game creators can cause tension on it to make it feel like, you know, a little bit of tension if you're like shooting Pulling a gun. A well, that's, that's um, haptic right there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, that's the, the terminology I'm thinking of. And, uh, also like even locking in place, like preventing you from pushing down the button in certain times. Uh, you know, if like, let's say your gun jams in a, a shooter game or something. Um, so it gives, Different companies the opportunity to kind of play around with this really nifty remote. So yeah, that's really all I have to say since I have not had any hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, Xbox doesn't have a lot of exclusives out right now. Um, PlayStation has that game that I mentioned before, Astro's Playroom, as and, well as Miles Morales and Demon Souls, the remake, and Godfall, and Godfall. Yes, Godfall is the other one. Absolutely, it's not doing great on on reviews from what I heard. Um, I've heard um, bad things about it. IGN like, said it's it's very repetitive. And and what's what's sad is uh, some of the uh, Monster Hunter channels that that I go to, they were like saying, "Hey, this could be kind of like Monster Hunter, not exactly, but kinda." So I checked checked out the reviews, and I was like, "Uh, I mean, it not looks, so great. It looks pretty, and I like right. looter shooters like uh like Borderlands or, or one of my mm-hmm. favorite games, but yeah, everything I'm hearing is a, it's just too repetitive, and it's like, uh." Can't but yes, but I I, re- I really want to play Bug Snacks on the PlayStation Five. Okay. That one I'm excited about. But that one's also you can get on PC, so I probably just get it on PC. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's like it's like Pokemon, mm-hmm. but like you're catching um, bugs that are actually also like types of f- like food. So like there's like a rack of ribs like crawling around like a centipede and like strawberry bugs <laughs> and all kinds of like weird shit. But like apparently it's also got like a a lot lot of depth of like as you get to know the characters in the story, like they reveal and talk about like very human and uh, realistic things like that we deal with on a daily basis, like our relationships with other people and depression and all these like real world topics, but you're also just catching like flying pancakes and shit. So I'm on board. So it's like Pokemon, but not Pokemon in the sense where they would actually tackle the whole issue of having a 12 year old doing dog fighting, essentially. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And the moral implications of that. Yeah, things like that. Things like that. Yeah. I think we've talked about the PlayStation and the Xbox launches a little bit before Mm -hmm. prior to it. And I know, Bill, you'd said you weren't really interested, obviously, in this particular generation. Until my PlayStation 4 dies and I got to figure out something to run Hulu, Netflix and stuff. And even then, I don't, I don't know what I'll do. If I got a DVD player and a, or a Blu-ray player and a a Roku or, I, I don't know. I don't play anything anymore. So. Right. Yeah. Right. That's fair. And Josh, you had said that you were thinking about actually waiting on it for a little while as well. I was, but my wife has some sort of uh, plan. Essentially, we go through like a, like a rent-a-center place and, and I just buy it. That's what we did with our, our uh, dryer, actually. Our clothes dryer. Um, she went to rent-a-center, got a high-end one, and we were on like a weekly payment plan until it was completely paid off and no, no problems there. So, okay. She suggested that. I'm like, okay, that, that is possible. But, you know, saying that, that no stores have, I don't know if, if a place like, like even rent-a-center would even have one available right now. Yeah. I think it might be a little while, uh, yeah. until that becomes like in, a, a regular stock item. Yeah. I'm in, so I'm in no hurry right now. I will. Uh, especially because they went backwards compatible and I can still play my, like I can play Monster Hunter on my, uh, I, you know, I can keep my Monster Hunter discs and, and play that and probably play, I don't know if I can play Persona 5 or not. Uh, Borderlands, I think I can play. I mean, I, I have a lot of games I can, I can play, but yeah, as of right now, because there's not a whole lot of launch. I mean, you know, next gen, next gen is nice to have as a bragging right. But I'm almost 40 at this point. I don't need bragging rights for, for, for a game system here. Yeah, the PlayStation 5 is not something I'm looking to get right now. As soon as we get Final Fantasy VII Part Two, I might consider it. But aside from that, there's not a lot right now that in the, in the distant future that is making me want to get it. So Right. And the one launch title that I was halfway interested in... Not as, not as interested in it now, so... <laughs> so there you go. I can wait. I can wait a little bit. Yep, so that's all I had for Nerd News. Do either of you have anything? If not, we can get into the episode. If you do, awesome.
uh, we lost Alex Trebek. <gasps> oh, yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. 2020 claims another one. Ironically, they claimed uh, Sean Connery and then Alex Trebek, so it was like Trebek won. Oh, that's so... Why am I... I'm chuckling, but it's so sad. Longtime host yes. of Jeopardy, a show that I had watched a whole lot of, mm-hmm. obviously, growing up. Mm-hmm. Even into, you know, the last, not not so much recently, because I'm not home in time to watch it, but like some of my earlier years of teaching, I'd come home and put that on while I'm making dinner, and, and uh, really, really kind of sad, obviously. Uh, I think they recorded a number of episodes. Yeah, there's like 30 episodes left or something. They they said they can get through the rest of the year with, um, with episodes with Trebek um, mm-hmm. remaining, so. But yeah, it's, well, you gotta think, those, those uh, episodes are probably... Filmed in in bunch, you know. Oh, they are. They are. Yeah. You know, they 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 do what what like a week's worth of uh, episodes on in one day or something like that. Yeah, they don't just come. Yeah. They don't just come in and record half an hour and go home. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So uh, there's that unfortunate bit of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see somewhere that there's some petitions floating around. A lot of people would really like Lavar Burton to take on the role. I've seen that, and I would be okay with that. Oh, I, yeah. I love Lavar Burton. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm 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 very much pro Lavar Burton taking over the role for Jeopardy. But we'll see. We'll see what they do. Right, right. We'll see. Uh, so I think it's about time we get into this week's review, uh, episode six of Gungrave. It's Big Daddy, and of course we have the biggest of daddies to give us that review. That is Bill. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, take us through, if you would please, episode six of Gungrave. All right, episode six, Big Daddy, originally aired on November 11th of 2003, so 17 years ago in just a few days. Wow, that's from recording. crazy to think. That's crazy. So we're, we're, if we keep up, like we'll kind of be along the way with release schedule here. If we keep up. Exactly. If, if we keep up. If right? we keep up. If we right. keep up. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Why are we jinxing this? Uh, you know, I, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> Andy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> More on that later, because I got a yeah. joke that Andy and I we'll, were talking about. We'll get there. Go ahead, yes. Bill. Go ahead. Uh, so we open with uh, Maria, who is so happy to see Brandon at this uh, sidewalk cafe. And they tell us they haven't seen each other since the day at the cemetery. Uh, was this this was this like right the picking up where we left off in the last episode where right. like he where where uh ten fifteen <laughs> minutes like, later yeah yeah, yeah. Harry, Harry's like hey don't go do something stupid and he immediately goes and does something stupid exactly yeah he goes exactly Maria oh my god and okay yeah yep. fair enough I just wanted to make sure we we're in the same moment yep yes Brandon thanks her knowing full well that she was the one that sent help. He tells us that he was content at this moment in his life, not knowing how hard stuff was going to get. Phrasing. Giggity? <laughs> Giggity. Then later he comes into work late because he he was off seeing Maria. <laughs> the, the weaselly little guy of the group, Gary, wants to get a woman too, basically. He's, you have a woman? I want a woman. Give me any woman. That was a weird scene. He, he goes so far to threaten uh, Brandon, probably more in a joking manner, obviously, but he, but he, he just says, if you get married before I do, I'll kill you. Like, and Brandon's like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, why? He was way over intense about it. And... <laughs> in that scene too, what I found interesting, if you, and I don't know if it was a, just a bit of weird animation or drawing, but like when he's holding up, uh, Gary's holding up his hand, like toward Brandon, his pinky looks like it's like jacked up. And like crooked, so I wonder if he's like got this pinky broken sometime in the past. That or it is an animation goof. Could be. Yeah, I kind of suspected that myself, but I I like your head cannon. Probably got in a few scuffles. He's got a broken <laughs> pinky. How do you explain away anime errors like that? Get it into the story somehow. That I think yeah. that's a good one. Totally do it. Totally works. I still suspect Gary protests a little too much. I have my suspicions about Gary and. What's his name? What's the other guy's name? Widge. 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 I have my suspicions about Gary and Widge. So you still think, despite the fact that he's like, get me a woman, any woman, that he still has the, he still has this gay relationship, or at least this, like, want wants a gay relationship? I, I think so. I mean, they're in the mafia. It's probably hyper-masculine. I think. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe this is his cover. Like, this is his, uh. Yeah, we don't really see any ladies in this mob. I mean, honestly, it, it, we don't see any any lady bosses. It's true. The last one, we, the last one we saw was uh, was was her name, uh, Mel- Melinda. 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 That's it. Yeah. yeah, who wasn't part of the? I don't think. I think she was just 
another player of another crime or something. Right, yeah. right. She just, she had influence. But I'm not saying that because there's no ladies in here. I'm not saying the whole mob is gay. I'm just saying I think, I think Widge and Gary <laughs> have a relationship and I think everybody's like, I think he's trying to cover up a little bit. Might be. It's it's like being in, in Russia. You just can't really be open about being gay. But, well, that's kind of uh, what I was getting at, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary's like, oh, you're late. Uh, we weren't making out or anything when you're gone. <laughs> oh, get me a woman, definitely. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so Widge comes over as always the voice of reason and tells Brandon he's got to stay away from that girl's school. <laughs> he no, he got notification from the exactly. top. Exactly. Yeah, the top. Right. The top is saying it down. He's like, dude, if there's <laughs> if the top is saying that, you got to stop. Yeah, you got to You got to listen to me. Stop being a creeper, dude. I love Witch. I do too. And then he goes. Oh, Witch is awesome. He goes into his monologue about the why of the organization. This is the moment that I like to call. Which pulls out and dusts off the Millennium Orientation Tape. <laughs> You're probably wondering, why Millennium 4? Well, let me tell you. After I rough this guy up, you got my money? <laughs> it, the the core of it amounts to Big Daddy wanted there to be peace and wanted everybody to stop killing each other. So he founded Organized Crime to stop that from happening. I'm going to protect everyone. How am I going to do it? I'm going to make sure I run the numbers for all the prostitution and drugs and all the petty thievery in town to protect mm -hmm. people. Yep. Well, I think that stuff did kind of happen. All right. I've heard some recently, some stuff recently about like the Carbonari in Italy and, you know, how they kind oh, of. I love that. Pa that pasta's great. What? The pasta. The carb carb Carbonari? Pasta? Carbonara is the pasta. Oh, okay. Sorry, Gary. Karen. Uh, wow. That's just. <laughs> uh, the <Man>. Carbonari <laughs> was like basically the, the police, but they were also kind of a organized crime in their own right. 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 Long story short. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that that's, that can be how a lot of these, I mean, even street gangs today, they, they tend to be um, organized, not for the reason, not for the reason of just doing crime for the sake of crime. Very few people do that. I mean, if you if you look into it, it's it's banding together to to protect, keep keep an eye on on one another, protect one another, that sort of thing. Exactly. So it it paints a nice little picture, but then you have to remember, oh yeah, all that niceness is covered up by this hugely date, just dirty, dirty, dirty life. But it's interesting. But I think I think in media like this, to to have the explanation that this was done. Whether uh, they're telling the truth or whether they're sugarcoating it after the fact, mm -hmm. the fact you have that explanation that some people repeat is a nice touch. It also goes to show, you know, how you can appeal to to somebody, especially somebody like Brandon, because we know the reason why Harry gets into gets into Millennium. It's it's freedom. all about right freedom and money and, and freedom and uh, right, <laughs> freedom to freedom. give and take as I please. Right, but. <laughs> It's clearly obvious that that yes, he he wants to elevate himself, his status, so that way he can do whatever the hell he wants. Brandon, on the other hand, has always been the protector. So, which giving him this explanation as to why uh, Millennium functions or or how how it's working, I think is the reason why. In a couple episodes, he said, "I didn't give it any serious thought until I met that person." I think he, that's why he was referring to which. Because of that fact that Widge kind of breaks it down for him and said, hey, Big Daddy started this to protect people. And that's something that Brandon can get behind is protecting people. That leads later to the uh, relationship between Brandon and Big Daddy because mm -hmm. then they can both see they have similar goals. Right. And that really, I love the relationship between Brandon and Big Daddy. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm sorry. In a few Go paragraphs. ahead, Bill. So we do cut to him talking to Harry, who is not surprised that Brandon got his ass slapped down. Mm -hmm. giant security risk for him to show up at the girl's school. Right. Um, I think Harry got in some trouble, too, the way the way things were phrased, because he was the one that gave Brandon the information. He got he got some sort of reprimand, some sort of dressing down. And, and then a couple of goons from the organization show up and are looking for Brandon himself. Not a good voice choice for Steve Bloom to go with the, Are you Brandon Heat? I mean, it's like, oh, man, you still sound like yourself, Steve. <laughs> This is still early on in his career. Well, I know, when you got to but... do like three lines for yeah. random goon right. number two, whatever. 
<laughs> I, I love when you can catch that though. Like when you when you realize it's just fun to be like, oh wait a minute, that's that same person. Right. They're talking right. to each other. <laughs> so the goons bring Brandon to Big Daddy, as we alluded to here a minute ago, and he is a stereotypical old man in the eighties tying <laughs> flies for fly fishing. Oh yeah. Which was a trend in old people hobbies at the time before racism became more popular, you know. Ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they they stopped fishing and they started lynching, right? Well, they're old. They're old, so they can't really do that. They just oh, that's true. They just they, say no, they right, just right. they just talk about them dirty better 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 sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they vote. They don't fish anymore. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So Big Daddy wants to talk to Brandon about fishing, and Brandon's like, "I've never gone fishing. I have no idea." Right. <laughs> What I find interesting too is is Big Daddy's initial expression. He he looks pretty stern at Brandon. Like he looks like you know what if he if he says he doesn't like fishing, I'm gonna kill him right now. Like yeah yeah. Brand, Brandon makes all the right choices in this conversation. Like he shows either a he is sincerely just a good guy and and that's that kind of lines up with the values of Big Daddy, or he knows like I know I have I know exactly what I have to say in the situation and shows his intelligence. One or the other. Either way, because it works out. He can't be like I fucking hate fishing and I don't know shit about it. He could at least be like I don't know anything about it because I've never been. Right. My mm-hmm. father never took me. Well, be we my know, daddy. We, we, be yeah. my big daddy. Yep. Be my big daddy. <laughs> That's a title for you. <laughs> so we <laughs> broke Andy. That's great. So Big Daddy decides to take Brandon fishing. Right. Right. We just get kind of a silent scene where uh, Brandon is taught to work the pole. Uh, 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 <laughs> wow. What? And and Big Daddy is pretty hands-on about it, too. Yeah, I know. It's like that scene in Ghost. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's all wrapped around Brandon and holding his hands. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! God damn! <laughs> oh man, that's some that's some good oh, stuff could, right there. If someone if someone could please, and I know that we ask for uh, fan art, and we've only got it we only got it once, but if someone can either a draw the scene from Ghost where they're molding the clay, but with Brandon and and Big Daddy, or and the fishing. opposite, where like where you have the two characters from Ghost uh, fishing in and like like going fishing in the stream and doing it that way. I, I want Demi no, I want Moore Adams. and Patrick Swayze. Yes, no. thank you. I couldn't remember who they who it all was. No. I knew I knew I knew Patrick Swayze. I couldn't remember if it was like who the. Here's what you Demi do, Moore. and you are capable of doing this yourself, Andrew. Okay. You need Book to make shop. an anime music video, <laughs> all about Brandon and Big before. Daddy fishing. Uh huh. And then put the song from Ghost. Yes. Oh my God! I could do this. You, I'll put it on the Patreon if I get there, around to there, it. There haven't been any recent AMVs of, uh, I actually was looking up trying to see if there was any video essays on, on Gungrave or anything like that. Pretty much nothing. Sad to okay. say. But I did find a few AMVs and I think the last one was from four years ago and it's not that good. So it sounds like I have a project. Yeah. I, I can almost <laughs> guarantee you if you make this, it will be the best Gungrave AMV out there. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've already written myself a note to do this. So this will be something I'm going to work on. <laughs> a romance for for the times right there. a romance for the ages man right there it is it i don't know i i think this is definitely not a romance but this is definitely the the father-son dynamic that yes yes you know back back to looking at this in a real in, in, in you know realistic terms yes but, it yeah. absolutely is man yeah and it <laughs> but but here's the funny thing and, and you know we've already talked about how how brandon is naturally good at the violent stuff that Big Daddy even comments when he's fishing. He's like, wow, you got a knack for this. So it's like, seriously, dude, are you just this savant? You're just that good at almost everything except for social situations? Are, are, we, are we back to my argument that he might be on spectrum somewhere? Because holy moly. <laughs> uh, that would also explain maybe the next scene when he just shows up to work with a fish in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Like I said, it, it crossed my mind too, and I couldn't think of any, um, I couldn't think of a sensitive way, or not sensitive, an appropriate way to bring that up. So I yeah. just let it go, but like I said, the, the thought crossed my mind too. There's definitely, there's definitely something about his character mm-hmm. that... Whether they did it on purpose, or whether they just stumbled back asswards into it. And this almost sounds like the latter, honestly, that they kind of stumbled uh, backwards into it. 
um, that that it wasn't intended to, but it agreed, really which is why I decided not to read it. Right. right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Big Daddy tells us and uh, Brandon that Gesture was his best friend and that he had been raising Maria to make up for a really bad crime that he mistakenly committed. Gesture was intent on keeping Maria out of the, the shadowy world of crime. And since Jester didn't live to see it through, Big Daddy took up the cause um, to help his best friend, you know, have his life gold even after his life. So Brandon is very happy that uh, he is doing this for her. And uh, Big Daddy gives Brandon the okay to see her, uh, but only at the mansion because of yes, for safety Yes, that's an important distinction. Yes, a very important distinction there that you can come see her, but we have to control it. Yeah, which is better than it could have been, I suppose. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do feel a little bad for Brandon here because, you know, he's just kind of, he has to kind of sneak this around and I don't know. I mean, as long as he's okay with it, I suppose it's fine. Right, right. It kind of makes sense with Big Daddy because you can't have her out in public with, you know, the, what they call a sweeper for a huge milk. Yes. Like, obviously somebody's going to kidnap her, murder her, take her ransom, something. Yep, it's a precaution, uh, not only for her, but for the organization in general. Yep. And this is about the time that Brandon ends up hooking a fish. <laughs> and we get a little more fishing training that this isn't is relevant. Great. Yeah, basically. That's basically it, yeah, in that scene. But then the next scene is so good. The very next scene, uh, Widge is telling Brandon that Big Daddy had immigrated here. I don't know from where or what where here is, but... Um, and he organized the crime in the city because it was safer for everyone under his care than the current system of unorganized crime. Yep. So I guess this is kind of the continuation of the previous scene where Widge is like, let me tell you about Big Daddy. Yeah, and it's uh, it's also interesting for the fact that, like, again, like you said, like, we don't know where <laughs> this is actually set. Like, we still are kind of, it's unclear. They don't have a clear indication of, like, this is Japan, this is whatever. We do know, obviously, the connections to the Trigun universe, the little bits and pieces we've seen. But at the same time, like... Where the hell are we? Who knows? He's just he's just an immigrant. Well, and and just because we have some stuff about the tri Trigon universe doesn't mean really anything. I mean, other than no, it's, it could just be an Easter egg. Yeah, hell, this could be in the past on Earth, and it could be in the future after that planet has been all colonized, it terraformed. Who's to say? A lot of options. And then we're back, right back to fishing, uh, where Big Daddy uh, helps Brandon reel in the fish. And Brandon brings it in, alive. Yep. Two words. He does. In a bucket. <laughs> he just brings a big, a fucking metal bucket with some river water in it. And there's a fucking fish. And they respond, uh, they as in Widge and Gary, respond the way that I probably would respond. Of like, are you serious? Why Why the fish in the bucket? You, you responded to being weird and angry and misogynistic about it? Well... No, 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 I wouldn't respond fully that way. Let me let me restate that. I would be like, why did you bring a fish in a bucket? Because <laughs> Gary's like, yo, we need to get a woman to cook this for us. Yeah, I did. I'm not a fan of that. I'm absolutely not a fan of the, uh, like, we need a woman to cook this fish. Um, but don't worry, Widge actually handles it a lot better. Oh, I mean, a, li a little bit better. He's like, I'll have my mom cook it. Okay, okay, fair. I mean, that's true. And to which Gary is really excited. He's like, oh, can we have the good booze? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll get the good booze. I, I suppose, hey, let's take this to our house and have my mom cook it and we'll have dinner together is better than just like, what the shit? We don't have a woman to cook for us. Not, not, <laughs> it's a, not step up. a lot better, but I guess it is better. Well, also, any anime from the early aughts, late 90s has a lot of issues. It's like I, I'm almost done rewatching all of uh, Those Who Hunt Elves. And, guy, I love that show, but also, man, that show is, did not age well at all. Really? <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways. I mean, the whole premise of, like, we're running around stripping women, like... But you're, it is, but at the same time, that's built into the premise of the show, so you know it. it is. You know that's there. It's like, all right, yes, fine. Yes, you, you, do, you do know. Like, you absolutely do you, know. You got to kind of roll past those things that are built in on purpose to be fan service-y. But it's the blatant, like, background stuff that you didn't think was going to happen that, that yeah, really makes yeah. it problematic. No, that's true. Also, I don't think that fish is big enough to feed four people. Like, that's one fish. It's not, it's in a one bucket. It's not like it was a, I mean, if you had like it's a friggin' fine. sturgeon they'll, they'll, or a they'll, they'll tuna or something, but lots of salad. They'll make up some sides. It's fine. Lots of salad. Lots of salad. So what happens next after this misogynistic 
bit of like, we need a woman. Fish break card. (gasps) Fish break card? Glub, glub, glub. Hey everyone, you know who this is, you know what this is. We're here with another episode of Tuning Japanese, and I want to thank you for listening and supporting us. We really appreciate it. It's a Friday night. I've tried to record this break card at least five times now. So maybe five, six, seventh times a charm? We'll find out. We'll see how this goes. If you want to help support the show, the best way to do so is to tell a friend. You know someone who likes anime? Great. Let them know about our reviews of things like Excel Saga or Trigun, or this season, this romp through Gungrave, a classic from the early 2000s. Know someone that doesn't like anime, but likes, I don't know, other nerd things? Send them to our nerd news segments. We talk about all kinds of stuff here, and we're always looking for more fans to hop on and uh, hopefully enjoy our product and the amount of time and effort that we put into this. Thank you so much if you are listening. We really, really, really appreciate it. If you really want to show your appreciation, you can also head to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where you can get bonus episodes, where you can get rewards, where we're working on some other bonus content right now. And uh, yeah, definitely go help us out if you have the means. If not, totally understand. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever it is that you listen to this particular episode as well. All those things go a long way to help us out. And again, we really, really, really appreciate it. We'll be sitting down this weekend to record some more episodes. Definitely looking forward to doing all of that and getting more great content out to you. Again, super appreciative for you all for hanging out, chilling with us. Uh, hope we can make your day just a little bit better. And with that, let's get right back into our review of episode six of Gungrave. We're back, we've swum to the surface, and we're here with the rest of the episode. Well, at least we didn't get caught by A, mobsters, or B, bears. I mean, either way, it would have been it would have been rough. Well, there is a bear mo- uh, mobster in this anime. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Right, right. <laughs> I got really excited for a second. I was like, wait, I'm what? <laughs> I'm wondering, I'm wondering, now, now my brain's just going, now, okay, we have a bear, we have a daddy. Do we have a bear daddy, or do we have a leather daddy? mobster in this somewhere in this organization there's got to be a leather daddy in there uh probably what's his face and uh, would he be called big leather randy? daddy i bet randy's a leather <laughs> daddy but anywho let's carry on <laughs> he seems the type randy leather daddy bill looks so confused carry on, <laughs> so brandon comes to the mansion and he's mm-hmm. met by the head butler mr tokioka mm-hmm. and i and i think now we can pretty definitively say the butler did it <laughs> is that the doctor no okay we don't know that yet but no brandon has tea with maria and then he lies to maria about they're working for a courier service well at least he's able to you know smoothly lie when he's on the spot there what are you doing brandon uh, i'm a courier that's probably the cover story they give them because i mean he does walk around the city carrying packages and delivering cans of whoop ass so Never thought of it that way. So Maria feels really bad she's in such a nice place. But she's like, that's okay. I'll move out and get a job. No, you won't. Well, the move out. Getting a job, kind of. Big Daddy, or as she knows him, Asai? Asagi? Asagi. Asagi. Uncle Asagi. He shows up, fakes an introduction to himself to Brandon. It's great. I like that. And then both of them enjoy Maria's fresh pie. Oh, yeah, it, let's let's make let's make clear what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> she she wants both these guys to eat her pie. <laughs> uh, she nope. No, well, yeah, but she made an apple pie and she cut it terribly. Did you notice like the weird <laughs> the weird fucking slice angle that yeah, was taken out of that? That was not a regular slice. That was like no, it, it was like a Garfield slice. <laughs> not even that. Like it was just it didn't go all the way to the center. Yeah, it was like, like is that a weird a line, angle? Here's like a that's a weird angle. Like how yeah. do you make a pie? That can't be a very good pie if she made it but she can't figure out how to cut it straight that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why Asagi wanted to leave he's like oh look at that pie she's gonna oh, eat that pie <laughs> yeah yeah she goes oh i just made a pie shit gotta get out of here <laughs> that pie is ransom oh oh, don't, oh. And, and, yeah he goes oh don't let me be the don't let me be a a, a 
fifth wheel. No, come in, Judas. Fuck. <laughs> three's a crowd. Don't, okay, fine. I guess we'll eat your pie. Well, he's like, he's when, like, oh, when it comes well, to pie eating, three is a crowd. <laughs> Big Daddy's excuses uh, that he's trying to think up while while uh, trying to get away from this. Okay, I'll just tell her I gotta do something. What do I have to do today? I gotta kill that guy. I gotta go extort that guy. I've got the sword. Oh, um... Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I gotta kill the toilet. Goodbye. <laughs> and the next scene is a weird music video of Brandon being a thug. <laughs> I love this music video. It's and a very then, nice song. It's quiet, and I like yeah. it. You got I Maria being a student. Harry just kind of being there. Um, some <laughs> wobbly memories of the uh, nightmare memories of dead people. It takes a turn. It's it starts like very joyous and happy, and then it's like, oh, here are all the people that died. As as like we get a shot of Harry like grinning and shooting someone. Then all of his friends are dead. Then he wakes up from a nightmare. And it's not just his friends. Obviously, yes, Ken. Uh, Kenny, Nate, Jolis, and, and Jester, but you also see Lad and Deed there too. So it's, I think, more like the PTSD of witnessing so many deaths in, in such yep. a short amount of time. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of took it that way. Yeah, totally. Well, it wouldn't have been any less jarring if like Jesus would have just walked on street and been like, well, some time passed. Here's all these dead people <laughs> they killed. Maria doesn't suck, I guess. <laughs> I'll be back in three days. Bye. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was pretty out of left field, really. I liked it though, I but liked. but I think it's clearly that he was having a dream that yes. that you know because he wakes up on his bed couch. Well, it was it was a dream and like time passes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I liked that whole scene. And one of the things I like about this episode in general, uh, bring it up now, is the music that's involved in this episode. The the music on on this uh, dream montage moment. When they're explaining Big Daddy and they're fishing, I like that too because I'm sorry you don't get it very often, but damn, I'll I'll give it to anyone who wrote that orchestra, who wrote that music and said I need an oboe solo right here. Fuck yeah! I mean, I love oboe. Oboe is awesome. You don't hear solos of oboes very much, and it kind of makes it a little, you know, fun, but also sad. I, I liked it, Andy. Yeah, please cut. Please cut out the 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 uh, Josh saying, "I don't get it very often, but I'll give it to anybody." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that my. I'm gonna make that. I'll put on the the Josh soundboard. <laughs> your ringtone. That <laughs> yes, I'm a ringtone. Whatever ah! Josh calls you. It's... <laughs> I also just like move Josh over Blink. cat party. I'm the new ringtone. I just love the phrase. I love oboe. Like just just by itself too. Like that's pretty great. That's pretty great. <laughs> So, friggin' Randy calls a uh, meeting of the Millennium Group. Ah, oh, God, Randy. Randy. He's worried Randy, about- shut the fuck up! Josh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> Randy. Randy! Um, he's worried about the Mafia Group known as Lightning showing up at the banquet that's coming up and causing some trouble. What is, what is this? Uh, One Punch Man? Like, there's <laughs> Lightning Max, uh, L- L- Lightning Lad, whatever his name was. I know, these are... Not great mafia names. <laughs> so Bob and Ballad Bird uh, have bugged this meeting, uh-huh. which is weird. They they shouldn't probably be bugging their own organization. Yeah, I thought that was uh, at first when I first saw it, and I get it now, obviously. Yeah, like, but like, but like, I, for I first thought, I'm like, oh, is he a double agent for Lightning? No, they're a double agent for Harry. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I yeah. got it very quickly. But, like a coup yeah. from the inside. They're gathering all the evidence that they'll need to eventually. Get up, you know, ascend the ranks themselves. That's yes, climb, climb the ladder. Right, right. Short scene, banquet. Maria, Brandon, and Tux. She teaches them the dance. Big Daddy sits around the table and gets his knob polished by the other guys. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of that I going think, on. I think, I think, definitely, we need to also make clear <laughs> that, that, that these are his were, business associates. His metaphorical yeah, it, knob it, getting metaphorical. His positive. metaphorical knob. Yes, right, right. metaphorical right. knob. Let's also just kind of touch base now. Now they say that this is his, you know, his reaffirmers a relationship with his business partners. I'm thinking that this is like a more of the um, legitimate business side of things. I don't think Would so. You? I think I think this is a uh, meeting of the families. Oh man, this I mean it, because later on too when we start seeing when shit goes down later in this episode some of these guys that have been talking to him just they don't they they don't know how to react to 
an apparent the apparent situation coming up. Yeah, that's hey, why. Maybe. That's why I'm thinking it's maybe more corporate, you know, private sector corporate side of things, not the you know, not the family side of things. Well, I suppose that's possible. They're they're worried about um, getting the legitimate money disrupted. Right. Right. Exactly. He's got he's got to show strength. Kind of like in One Punch Man, where the monster showed up to kidnap that donor and his kid. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I can hmm. see that. Outside, some lightning guys are about ready to pounce on the party, but they're intercepted by Harry's men. Yes, this is good. <laughs> well, oh, it's such a cool scene. I, I, I it love. Is. I love that that they they reveal a deadly tableau. I love when anime or media in general, and Cowboy Bebop did this a lot in some of the episodes, where like they'd have these juxtapositions of like something sweet going on and you don't actually hear the violence. So like mm-hmm. you hear the music of the ballroom and see them dancing, but it jumps back and forth between that and like, oh, it's, uh, it's a very cool thing to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very much. Um, and yes, um, I, I enjoy those too. Those beautiful music, slow motion, and then like horrible mm-hmm. violence happening. This is the critique I was actually alluding to when we were talking, Andy. Um, mm-hmm. If they're going to do that, then go full force. Don't insert any type of sound effects. They kind of marred the that beautiful piano riff and you sh- seeing uh, Brandon and, and uh, Maria dancing. And then they cut to the initial gunfire and they just cranked the volume on the guns. You didn't need to do that. And then while, yeah. while the while this moment is going on, you still see things where like you hear the, you hear Brandon and Maria ha- laughing. You're hearing Harry laughing. And again, I think the effect got spoiled by adding sound effects over that, even just subtle stuff like I- that. Just, I don't know if I go as far to say spoiled, but the diminished for sure. Yeah. I'd, right, right. I'd rather yeah. just hear the music and see the visuals. Right, right. Because it is, it's such a great, and again, one of the reasons why I think the music is such a key takeaway for this particular episode is that scene. The piece of the ballroom and the carnage outside. I mean, beautiful stuff. So our takeaway here is random anime director is not Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Agreed. I'm shocked. Yep, yep, no, fair, fair. So anyway, Bear hears this commotion, and he walks over to see all the the splattered violence. <laughs> and Harry reintroduces himself and uh, really kisses some ass on Bear. Kisses some Bear ass, he, if you will. He kisses some Bear? <laughs> <laughs> kisses some Bear ass. And Bear actually sees right through it and knows um, <laughs> Harry's full of shit, but knows mm-hmm. that somebody that resourceful is useful. Right. Yeah. And right. actually even offers his uh, overkills to clean up the mess. Right. You know, and I think that was interesting, at least to note briefly, because, you know, he's like, yeah, you've done enough. Go ahead and take off. I don't think Harry and his guys would have cleaned that up well. They probably wouldn't have. That's... Probably not. No, yeah. They're they're not the same same level as the overkills. <laughs> well, Bear yeah. could have said, all right, now you guys are going to clean this up. So there's not problems. Right. right. But he didn't trust but them to do it. But he sees promise. Yeah. 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 He decided I, to be I, good about it and give them, you know, give them their, hey, you guys did good. And because all he would have done is start a, start more shit with Harry. Right. Well, and I think part of it is, is his show of respect and saying, okay, yeah, you just did me a, you just did a solid, solid by, by doing this. I'm going to do you the solid by fixing, you know, making sure that this is all straight yeah. at the I end mean, of the day. That's you know? Bear being very savvy in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Bear. Make sure everything's cleaned up correctly because his men did it. Right. Keep Harry, you know, at least a little bit on his side and close to him because he sees through his shit. But thoughts, hey, I'm going to not not make this a worse situation. Potentially have a marker to call in later. Absolutely. He, he, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's definitely levels to, to Bear's help. Exactly. Which, again, fantastic stuff. I love it. Love it. It just goes further for me to saying Bear might be the best character here. Same here. Top three, at least. So Brandon goes out to uh, hear why he leaves the party. But he does seem to leave the party. Maybe he's just dropping a duke. Who knows? He was yeah, washing his he... hands. I think he was in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I think he was too. I couldn't remember washing his hands. I couldn't remember why he was gone. But let's just say he just busted a major grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he killed the toilet. Uh, he hears a soft grunt of surprise. <laughs> no, not that, not that kind of soft. <laughs> oh, he's out of the bathroom by that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And he comes across uh, bodies in a blood-splattered elevator. Like, the foot's hanging out, and the door's going to do the ding, ding, ding thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sorry. Did that, un- was that unsettling to see the elevator just, like, closing on the foot, and you just hear that little every time that it would close yeah. on the, it, that yeah. unsettled me for some reason. I was just like, oh. Well, oh. Yeah, no. it was well done. And clearly, whoever did this hit was not uh, as professional as Bear was. <laughs> no, more on that in a second. Good God. Mm-hmm. So Brandon leans over one of the bodies and grabs its gun, just as Big Daddy comes around the corner. Um, his Metamucil's kicking in, so they got to hit the head, too. <laughs> and and he's got think... the bus- business associates there. Go ahead, sorry, Andy. So No, you're good. Do you think in this moment he's actually wondering if Brandon killed these people? I thought that's yes. where they were going. Yeah, I really yeah. did think I, that's I... where they were going with mm-hmm. it. You know, because he still hasn't gotten to know Brandon all that well yet. He doesn't know Brandon's sincerity, and he could ease... I mean, the look on his face even says, oh, crap, I let the wrong guy in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that's where we were going. Um, but luckily for Brandon, an assassin just pops around the corner and comes <laughs> stupid rushing at Big Daddy. The funniest, not intense, not meant to be funny moment in the entire series, the... I, I gotta do it. Big Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> It's really like, great. It's like, why do you want to go, here's Johnny, when you're the worst assassin ever? Well, a lot of these people are really bad at that. Like, when, uh, what's his name, uh, Nathan, was like, ah, I'm going to shoot you now, click, click. Oh, my God, this gun doesn't work. Hey, right. This is anime, so on anime terms, yelling out your attacks, these people are actually pretty good about it. That's true. They're in the wrong kind, the wrong genre wrong, of anime. Wrong genre. Jo- yeah, this is not a shonen anime. This is not shonen or shojo. You're, you're, uh, you're not. You're not telegraphing your attack by sc- and getting more powerful by screaming. Although I would kill for Bear Walken to do a Sailor Moon esque shojo transformation. Like I'd be, I'd be, I'd be great. That'd be fantastic. He kind of does a shonen like transformation later. We'll get there. Glorious yeah. nine millimeter hailstorm. Go! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this guy jumps out. Yep. And, right. <laughs> uh, Brandon just puts one right between his eyes. Thump, mm-hmm. done. But. But Brandon but. Gets, gets hit, too, by a, a stray right. gunshot. Mm-hmm. And Big Daddy kind of, he gets all, he's like, God damn it, Randy, get an ambulance. I hate you, Randy. It, 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 it's another, it's another, Randy, shut the fuck up moment. <laughs> yep. because, Fucking ambulance. You know, he comes, I'll give this to Randy. He's trying to be pragmatic. But he's such a freaking wet blanket. My nickname for Randy now is not just Randy. It's Randy, shut the fuck up. Because that's pretty much all that ever happens to him is that he just needs to be shut the fuck up. Big Daddy, though, he's all milled down and holding Brandon, cradling him and about to suckle him. And um, Why did you do it? Yeah, he wonders if Brandon did it for Millennium or for Maria. And Brandon doesn't really know either. He fades out, pondering what it means to protect someone, which, who cares why he did it? Who didn't get shot? He did it. And uh, this is where Brandon dies, and the series ends. This is the end of season six of uh, Gungrave, and that's it. It was sad. Oh, why? You know better than that. That's true. Hey, because the next episode we'll talk about next time is uh, five years later, but before we do the end stuff, let's talk about how we thought of this episode. And Bill, it was your episode, so you get to go first. I think it was a pretty good episode overall. It really, this episode, more than any to this point, really felt like a mafia movie. You know, you had the banquet, you had the violence, you had the the soft music over the, the carnage. Um, you had the shaking loyalties and learning what everybody means to each other. Mm-hmm. It might be the best one yet. Uh, yeah, I'll jump in there and say that I would agree. I think it is the best episode yet. Um, I think the pacing is really good. I think it's built up the characters in such a way that I think I'm invested enough in the characters now. Like all, pretty much all the, the main characters who are still in there. You know, maybe not as much yet with with Harry. I think they they still need a little bit of work of building him as a character. But generally speaking, Brandon is is interesting. Maria, his relationship, uh, you know, keeps my attention. I really like what they've been doing with the, the mafia and and kind of building up those characters in the organization. Uh, it. Musically was great. Visually was great. Pacing was great. I thought it was uh, a fantastic episode. Um, I'll I'll agree that this is definitely a really great episode. And this one really does showcase the strength of the writing. 
that the series and the direction critique that granted that an erroneous error was just one thing kind of took you out of the moment a little bit, but overall it's, it's a great, it's a great episode of, of, you know, building on, yes, building on everything, building up the characters, creating the, the, and the main takeaway is the creation of Brandon and big daddy's relationship. This is, this is the start of their, essentially their father son relationship. I mean, big daddy makes it, makes it a statement uh, as much, to that degree in the next episode, even. Yep. And, and it's really good. I mean, yeah, there wasn't a huge hairy focus on there, but I don't think he needed that. Not, not, not this time. <laughs> that, yep. There you go. I mean, yes, to, to show that Harry is cutthroat enough to, to do what he did with, uh, with the execution of the lightning guys. But other than that, though, he, he didn't need to be up there. Hey, that was episode six of Gungrave Big Daddy, and we'll be back next time with a review of episode seven, five years later. So speaking of uh, time travel and jumping ahead a bit, uh, we do that yet again, unless it's just a lie of a title. Lies of a title. Lies of a title. All right. Well, uh, take, it, take us out, because yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm on my way out. This has been Between Japanese <laughs> Podcast with... Three, I'm already home. Three dudes in their 30s. Talk about anime. I'm still looking to climb that ladder. My name is Andy. It's really huge, isn't it? No. Your, jo- your nose? Uh, I'm Josh. Your, your ego? Yeah, okay, that works. I'll, I'll take the ego or nose. I'm like Triple H in here. Got a big <laughs> nose and a big ego. And I have the social life of a Tibetan monk. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye! can't be creepy. I'm, I'm the one that thought the rimming chair was literally a woodworking thing. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt. Brian Nash and Cameron Baer. Big Daddy!